Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 67 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and a special edition because it is our first official gambling show. We did a gambling show already. I understand we did the season stuff, but this is the one where we're going to be keeping score all year. We're going to have weekly standings. Here's how it's going to work. Let me just tell you guys a little bit about, about my process. The process that has led me to, in the last three years, not only have two winning seasons, one season where documented 61.5% against the spread. About as good as you're going to find anywhere in the country. Uh, one year where I was 56.5% against the spread. That's profitable. And one year where I lost my ass. But doesn't matter. Process is this. You look at the whole slate of games. And we put them all into four buckets. One bucket. It's perfectly priced. What does that mean? It means I look at the line and say, they got that exactly right. So why would I bet that one? It means just a coin flip. It means the market got it. One bucket, the stay away bucket. What is a stay away bucket? That's the weather could be a factor. That, you know what I mean, is too much of a factor. They're starting an unknown player at a key position, and there's too much. A coach just got fired. There's something that makes me say, ah, don't want to put my money on that. Another bucket, the be careful bucket, okay? That's the, oh, my goodness, this line looks too good to be true. That's the, you see the tweet, 82% of bets have been on this side. Be careful, America. There's no free money. And once you've, you know, separated the wheat from the chaff, as they say. I think that's what they say. What you're left off with is the games you want to pick. And I forced myself. Sometimes there's not five games I love. I'm going to be honest. This week, only love four. But each week, we're going to do five. We're going to do five games. We're going to give We're going to keep. We're, and the, Oh, also, should be known. We get our line. We, we're going to record these. So higher degree of difficulty. We're going to record these Thursday mornings. It's going to come out Friday. We are going to take the Fox bet lines and we are going to freeze them Wednesday evening when the super contest lines freeze. We're going to do that all year and those are the lines we're going to be working from. Now there's going to be a point in the season where we get screwed on a game, where a quarterback's a late scratch. 
and it, we're just going to have to eat it because there also might be a point in the season where a quarterback of the team we picked against is a late scratch. It's going to be late. So the, the, the best way to bet games is to do it Sunday morning right before kick or Monday night right when the lines drop before the lines change if you think you have some good info. We're going to crush this. So that's how it's going to work. Those are, and by the way, what we're going to do for this show, and there won't be such a preamble in the shows coming forward. In our first segment of the show, we're going to tell you the games we're picking, the five games we're actually betting. Uh, and I'm going to put real money on these games. The the games that I tell you that I'm going to bet. I'm not going to tell you guys to do it and not do it myself. But we're not going to tell you which side we're betting until the second segment. And then in that first segment, we're going to go through all the other 11 games of the weekend and why we're staying away from them, why we're not betting them. So, without further ado, here are the five games that we will be picking, and we'll tell you which side we're picking shortly. The five games that we are picking is Buffalo at the Rams, Cleveland at Carolina, Jacksonville at Washington, Baltimore and the Jets, New England at Miami. That's why gambling's so great. These are some of the worst games on the schedule. <laughs> Jacksonville at Washington, Cleveland at Carolina, Baltimore at the Jets. Oh, but we're betting them. Okay? So those are the games we're picking. All right, Demonze, let's start with the be careful category. What's our first game in the be careful? We're starting bucket? with be careful? No, let's start with the stay, stay away, away category. What's our first game in the stay away bucket? First game is uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Bengals are favored by six and a half. All right. Here's why we're staying away from this one. Neither side of this bet do I feel good about. Do I really want to bet on Mitch Trubisky at any point in my life, much less week one of an NFL season? Of course I don't. But do I want to lay nearly a full touchdown against Mike Tomlin, TJ Watt, when the Bengals have the potential for a Super Bowl hangover, I know they've upgraded the offensive line, but it's still a point of weakness. If anything, I would expect the Bengals to try to just escape with a victory and not put Joe Burrow in harm's way week one. Fair. So I just it's just a stay away. It's I I would lean lean Pittsburgh, but I also would kind of want to tease the it's a stay away. I would want to tease the Bengals. I would lean Pittsburgh. Stay away. Not betting it. What's the next one? Okay, uh, we got San Francisco at Chicago. Chicago is seven-point underdogs. Okay. This is a stay away because the two quarterbacks are such unknowns. Now, I know Fields played some last year, and Lance got a little bit of time last year. Right. And I'm very high on San Francisco. Right. Look like you y- want Yeah. Them. I mean, you, you bet the Niners to win the Super Bowl. To get to the Super Bowl. To get Bowl. to the Super Bowl. Yes. You don't think they can beat them by a touchdown? I think they can. However, okay. Is this one of those unknown factor type well, of things that you were talking about? Well, it's also seven point home underdog. There are nine home underdogs in Week One. You all, you don't in the NFL want to bet a a road favorite unless you're immensely confident. I'm very confident what San Francisco is going to be at the end of the year. Okay. I am not that confident what they're going to be in week one. They're going to Chicago. now. The every And here's the other reason to me that it's a bit of a stay away. I, I feel like the whole world is going to be on the Niners in this game. I No one wants to put money on the Bears. It's 
too many points to to lay as a road team in Trey Lance's you know first game as the true full time starter. And the Bears are I I need the Bears could be I know in my when I picked every game of the season I had the Bears winning a bunch of games. I have since revised that. Uh, <laughs> The Bears, you know, some people in Chicago think they're going to be the worst team of football to stay away. All right, next. All right, we got the Giants at Tennessee. The Titans are favored by five and a half points. Okay. This is a stay away to me because I don't know if Ryan Tannehill went full Jake Delhomme. And so by that, I mean Jake Delhomme had a kind of similar career arc of Ryan Tannehill. Like, is he a starter? Is he not a starter? Then all of a sudden, Jake Delhomme was in a Super Bowl. It's like, Wow. Jake Delhomme finally in the right system. Ryan Tannehill's in an AFC championship game. And then Jake Delhomme in a playoff game. I want to look this up because I want to be right on this. And I should have looked it up beforehand. My apologies. So hold on. Jake, I think Jake Delhomme had a four-interception playoff game. And oh, then wow. after that was just a shell of himself. After that, like it basically ended his career. He never got over it. We'll so definitely let me see. do it to you. Yeah, let me see if I'm right. I, I, I could have just made that up. A five-pick playoff game. Yep, that's right. So, uh, 2008. See, God, sometimes, can I just tell you something? I know that nobody likes this. I sound like such an asshole. Dude, yeah, go ahead. I am really impressed by myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. As 13 and a half years ago, a random Panthers Cardinals playoff game. The truest story. And I just vaguely remembered that Jake Delhomme, I was like, and so, now let me see if I'm right about what it did to him the rest of his career. So that was in the 2008 season. Jake Delhomme, after that, so Jake Delhomme in 2008, his team was 12-4. and four. He had a 85 passer rating. It was like a decent quarterback, right? Ends that year with a five-pick game. The next season... The rest of his NFL career, by the way, which only went another uh, 16 starts, the rest of his career, he had 11 touchdowns, 25 interceptions, and a passer rating of 62. The playoff game broke him. So why am I bringing this up? Ryan Tannehill started last year's playoff game with a pick, threw a pick in the red zone, and then ended the game with a pick. I am afraid that the Titans, because the Giants are going to be terrible, but there is a chance that the Titans, that Tannehill's broken now. So I'm not laying five and a half points with that unknown. What's what's your question here? I don't really have a question. Oh, okay. I was more so trying to... Fascinated by my beautiful mind, how it works. Yeah, why are we talking about Jake DeLome, though? DeLome. Because Okay. Because I am worried that Ryan Tannehill... Is going suffering to follow the, same the fate. Jake Delhomme path of like the the career arcs have already been similar, then a devastating playoff performance that leads into the next season. That's why I can't lay the five and a half points with Tennessee, even though they're at home against a bad Giants team. Next, um, <laughs> Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers are favored by three and a half points. Yeah, this is a stay away. I at three, I'd probably lay it. Here's the other reason to stay away for me. I, the Chargers do not, this is, I know it's in Los Angeles for the Chargers. It's going to be a Raider home game. Chargers have no fans. Raiders have fans in LA and they'll travel. So I'm concerned about that. Perfect example of one of those little 
Well, the, the little you put it, you you added a key to each subject. I feel like that that applied directly. What do you mean? Like, I mean, how you said that you said the Chargers don't have any fans. The the fans are going to be they're Raider very fans close, keep, right? And even though it well, they're close in Vegas, and the Raiders just play in L A. Right. They have a bigger fan base there. The Chargers play in San Diego. They don't have fan base in in L A. And so, why are the Chargers favored by three and a half? Because they're getting the three points for home field. Right. But I don't think it's really worth three points against the Raiders particularly. However, I think the Chargers are awesome, so I'm just staying away. Okay. I, so I'm staying away. All right, now to the Be Careful group. And what you're going to see in the Be Careful group is our fear of home underdogs. Our fear of betting road favorites. We, we'll explain. Go ahead. What's the first one? Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta is five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yeah, so here's why it's Be Careful. Because... Is here's a here's a test. Try to find one person in the in your friend group that's like, hey, I'm big on the Falcons this week. You're not gonna find anyone betting the Falcons. <laughs> not a single person. Marcus okay. Mariota, maybe the worst team in the league. There, you're with New Orleans. You're laying less than a touchdown. People like New Orleans this year for reasons I don't totally understand. They are begging. They're setting at five and a half. Not even at six. They're begging you to bet New Orleans. Stay. I'm not betting. I'm not laying five and a half points with Jameis Winston on the road. And I'm also not putting betting the Falcons getting less than a touchdown. Be, they are daring you to bet New Orleans. Be careful. Next. Right. Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota is a point and a half, point, point and a half underdog. Sorry. All right. Again, they are daring you to bet the Packers. You get the Packers basically in a pick em. Do you think the Packers are better than the Vikings? Of course. Right. Do the Packers win 13 games every year with Matt LaFleur's there? Yeah, of course. Do the Packers have the best regular season quarterback in football in the last two years? And we're laying less than a less than a field goal? Less than two? And no one they are daring you. Vegas is telling you. This, by the way, makes me think that Minnesota's gonna win that game. Because they are they not they they are they are That's crazy. They are daring you to bet the Vikings. They are begging you to bet the Packers. And again, if I if someone was like Nick, you have to bet that game. You know what I'd do? I'd bet the Packers in less than a point and laying point and a half. So that's why we that's why this category exists because it's very hard when you're making your picks. You want to go to what looks the best, but what looks the best very often is a trap. Right. All right. Next. Too good to be true. Uh, Tampa Bay at Dallas. Dallas two and a half point underdogs. Yeah, so this is another one. So the Bucks have the second best Super Bowl odds, playing a Cowboys team that's totally banged up, and they're laying less than a field goal. They are. This is a. You have like the public, America's team. People like betting the Cowboys, but everyone loves Brady. I don't really like either of these teams as much as everyone else. But I think the fact that it's a two and a half and not three means they're uh, once again that Vegas wants you to bet the road underdog, the road favorite, and I won't do it. I, I and I'm going to be honest. I don't have a great feel for this game. Okay. I think both teams off. If I was going to bet anything in this game, it's probably the under, because both teams' offensive lines are banged up, and I think the total is at like 51. So I'd probably bet the under, but I don't like to bet totals. So we're stay, we're being careful on it. We're not we're not falling for it. All right, next. This next one is blaring, flashing red lights of be careful. 
and I almost fell for it a month ago when I said I was going to include this in a tease, and I'm not now. What's the next one? Denver at Seattle. Seattle six and a half point underdogs. And what's your question for me here? Uh, why not hammer hammer Russ in his comeback game against Seattle? Yeah. Are you scared of Geno Smith? I'm not scared of Geno Smith. However, here's what's going to happen, America. A lot of people are going to lose their ass Sunday, week one of the NFL. And you know what's going to be sitting out there for the taking? On Monday night, Denver laying less than a touchdown, going to Seattle. Seattle's supposed to be terrible. Denver could win the Super Bowl. Russ with a chip on his shoulder. I'm laying less. You are not going to find one person that bets the Seahawks in that game. Not one. And yet, they're not moving the line. All the money's coming in on Denver. And and yet, they're not moving it to seven. They're not moving it to seven and a half. It's almost like they want you to bet Denver. It's almost like the wise guys in Vegas are saying, okay, Seattle, Pacific Northwest, long trip, week one, new coach, new quarterback. You want to lay six and a half points? Go ahead. They are... They are what they are. And here's the other thing that's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm picking Seattle outright. I don't have the guts for it. But so a teaser to Monze and for the listeners is when you can move the line. The most traditional teaser is six points. There's six points, seven points, ten points, because six points. You can move the line six points, but you got to do it with multiple games. So everyone, everyone is going to have. Some combination of a Bengals, Chiefs, Broncos teaser. So I, I, they are going to move those lines six points. So they're going to take the Steelers from six and or I'm sorry, the Bengals from six and a half point favorites to 0.5 point favorites, meaning they just got to win. Or the Chiefs from six point favorites to zero point favorites, so they just got to win. And the last leg for all the teasers across America is going to be oh. I just need Denver to win. Sounds like a pretty complicated How way to lose money. How can I lose? Yeah. How can I lose? And then all of a sudden, halftime, it's going to be 13 to 10 Denver. And you're going to be like, oh boy, could Seattle steal this game? Be careful. I'm just telling you, America, be careful. Don't, don't lose your ass in week one betting the games they want you to bet. All right. Last three perfectly priced category. Indianapolis at Houston. Houston is seven-point underdogs. Yeah, this is a perfectly priced exactly what, it's, what it sounds like. I think these lines are spot on. I think Houston's not any good. The Colts are going to be very good. But it's in Houston. A touchdown is just right. That's exactly where I would have set the line. I expect the Colts to win 24-17, so there's no value in it. Next. All right. Kansas City at Arizona. Arizona is six-point underdogs. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win by just around a touchdown. I am a, I'm a little afraid of the Chiefs up by 10. Arizona gets the late garbage time touchdown to cover the spread. Yep. All of a sudden, they lose by three instead of by 10. I, I think the line is just right. I think the Chiefs with no Tyree kill... The changes this offseason and the Chiefs are going to be excellent, but I don't want to lay, you so, know. I mean, you've uh, been hating on Arizona for months now. Or is I have like been hating on Arizona for months now. 
But I think a lot of that's because I expect them to fold at the end of the year. And there's still a team that is a legitimate NFL team at home. And they're you got to beat them by more than a touchdown or a touchdown plus. I think the line's exactly right. It's just perfectly priced. All right, next. All right, Eagles at Detroit. Detroit are four-point underdogs. Yeah, I think that's exact. Again, I just think it's exactly right. I think that Philadelphia wins. I think Detroit puts up a good fight. And I think it's a, you know... It's a one-score game. So those are perfectly priced lines. I think Vegas got those exactly right. So that leaves us with the Rams-Bills game, which will have already happened by the time you guys see this. Jags, the uh, the Jags-Washington. I keep wanting to call Washington Washington football team. Uh, The Carolina-Cleveland game, the Baltimore-New York Jets game, and the Miami-New England game. Those are the five games we're picking, and we tell you which side and why next. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Week one NFL gambling show. We just gave you our logic on 11 of the 16 games. What, what, where we would lean, where you got to be careful, all of that. There's five games we're betting. One of them happens tonight, which means it actually happened last night for you guys. That is the Buffalo Bills visiting the Los Angeles Rams. And listen, I'm risking starting off 0-1 by even including a Thursday night game and having it be, by the way, I probably shouldn't be including this from a content perspective because nobody can actually, this isn't actionable for the audience because by the time they hear this or see this, this game will have already happened. However, I feel so confidently that this line is wrong that I have to include it. The Rams plus 2.5 is the pick. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to have to try to communicate and explain to DeMonte. This does not mean I don't think the Bills can win. This doesn't mean that I don't think the Bills can cover. What this means purely is, I think this line is so wrong, I have to bet it. I think the true line this should be is the Rams by two and a half. I think this line is five points off. Now, why do I think that? I think the Rams and Bills... Almost equal teams. I think the Bills are probably a touch better. But the game's in Los Angeles. So if it's close to a pick 'em, we'll give the Rams the, you know, a, not the full three points. But and, and LA doesn't have as good of a home crowd, but they get the boost of their hanging their Super Bowl banner. Right. This line is so illogical. I've been hammering this on TV all week. And again, I might end up looking like an idiot. But the line is just wrong. The line opened, by the way, at the Rams minus two. And it has been bet all the way to Bills by two and a half. It's insane. So all when there's a so the goal is, and again, some of this is the listener knows, but DeMonte's not a football better. So they set the line hoping 
that they get 50% of action on both sides. Right. But if one side keeps getting more of the action, they, they try to make that side less attractive by adjusting the line there. So it was, you could get the Bills and you could get them plus two points. Then everyone bet the Bills. So then they made it plus one and a half. Didn't change it. Plus one. Didn't change it. Pick them. And they, had, they kept moving it and people kept betting Buffalo. To where it had to get all the way to two and a half. And now in some places it got back down to two. They were, they're just minus two. The Rams, you're telling me if this game were in Buffalo, the Bills would be more than a touchdown favorite of the defending Super Bowl champs? With no, by the way, I would like someone to answer this question. And again, maybe I'll look like an idiot because the game has already been played. Who is guarding Cooper Cup? Who's guarding any of the Rams receivers? It's because Stafford could throw the ball 50 times. It, Trey White is injured. The Bills secondary is its biggest question mark, particularly its corner spots. Uh, it's just the wrong line. So Rams plus two and a half is my first pick of the year. Next, Jacksonville is in Washington. Jacksonville's getting two and a half points. I'd love if this were three. It's not. I'm still taking Jacksonville plus the two and a half. I think Jacksonville's better than Washington. I don't think Washington has any home field at all. The stadium sucks. The fans hate the owner. The fans hate the team. They love the team. They hate what the team's become. I think there is going to be an instant energy boost for Jacksonville post-Urban Meyer. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have an outstanding season. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be unleashed in a way he was not all of last year. I think the Jags win this game outright. Again, if you're watching this and you're with me on it, it is worthwhile, if it's still two and a half where you're at, it's worthwhile waiting to see if somehow late money comes in on Washington and it pushes it up to three, because obviously three is such a key number, and you can be like, whoa, what if big money comes in on Jacksonville? Having it go from Jacksonville plus plus two and a half to plus two doesn't really cost you much value. But if you could somehow get it at plus three, by the way, that's what I'll do. For the pick segment, I'm, you know, it's two and a half. But I won't bet this until kickoff, hoping somehow it gets to three. It probably won't get to three. But I think Jacksonville wins the game outright anyway. I think they're the better team. I think they are a potential playoff team. And I don't think Washington has a home field. Should we go ahead? Is there anything you want to say or we move on? No, I've got no rebuttals. You've got no rebuttals? Okay, no, 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 that's good. I just, you had somebody a little twinkle in your eye. Looks like you want to say something, but it's fine. <laughs> this is really, and let's, let the, the, you can chime in maybe. You know what? In fact, I'm going to make an executive decision. Just, I'm going to give my five picks, and you give your chime in thoughts or questions at the end overall, okay? Okay. Next one. <laughs> Carolina's hosting the Panthers, or hosting the Browns. They're only one and a half point favorites. Why? Why is Carolina not even getting the full three points for being at home? Oh, the Browns are better. With Jacoby Brissett? Are we sure? Carolina minus one and a half is the play. Motivated Baker Mayfield. A healthy, for the time being, Christian McCaffrey. Browns had the worst offseason of any team in football by a mile. Carolina's got a legitimate defense. Jacoby was horrendous last year. Horrendous. Okay. And I only have to lay, they, they just have to win the game by more than one. Carolina's going to win the game. I, I would bet this. I would have bet this up to Carolina minus three. 
I'm getting it minus one and a half. This is, I, I, it is baffling to me that there has not been more of a Jacoby Brissett adjustment. I understand people like the Browns for the year, and they liked them because, oh, that roster with what we think Deshaun Watson's going to be. But I, I question how much people watched Jacoby Brissett last year. I'm trying to pull up his numbers, but they're really, really bad guys. He played in a total of 11 games for Miami. I'd like to pull up his game log. But in those 11 games, he had, I want to make sure I'm reading this right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Five touchdowns, four picks, a 78 rating. Jacoby, he averaged less than six yards per attempt. He's on the road. So, yes, I believe in the Panthers this year to a degree, and I like Baker. This is more of a fading Jacoby Brissett situation. I like Carolina minus a point and a half. Next. All right. I'm going to be breaking some of my rules from the earlier parts of the show. You know I don't like betting road favorites. I particularly don't like betting big road favorites. Sometimes, though, it's too good to be true. Baltimore's playing the Jets. This is one that I would not wait to bet. I would be terrified, not terrified. I would not want this thing to go to seven and a half. I, I know you can be like, eh, maybe it goes six and a half. No, no, no. Baltimore minus seven against the Jets is the bet, and I could not be more thrilled about it. The idea, and I'm pulling up another game log here. It, the idea that we are getting the opportunity once again to bet against Joe Flacco is such a treat, the likes of which I thought was over in my life. I did not think we were... I thought the I, the days of betting against Joe Flacco were long gone, but they're not. He is starting... This is going to be... Joe Fl Is this right? Hold on a second here. Okay, there we go. Joe Flacco, last year, and this was started... When he started against Miami on the TV show, my three bets for the week were Miami first quarter, Miami first half, Miami game. Because I, I thought it was going to be the last time in my life that I got an opportunity to bet, it, bet against Joe Flacco. And if I remember correctly, what cost I won the game, I won something else. What cost me in that game, I'm looking it up now, was a Jason Meyer missed field goal on the final play. Jason Sanders. Yeah, Jason Sanders, by the way, just real quick. I needed Miami to be leading by two at halftime in that game. Then I'll explain the logic in this game. They, they got the ball to the 15-yard line in a 7-7 game. With 15 seconds left in the first half, Jason Sanders, one of the best kickers in the league, who I don't think had missed a field goal all year, then gacks a 32-yard field goal, and I don't win that bet. But I won <laughs> the rest of them. I think I'd bet Miami money line, Miami game, and Miami first half. Baltimore's defense is going to be excellent. Baltimore's running game is going to be unstoppable. The Jets are a mess. This could... Baltimore is a team similar to Buffalo, that against bad teams, I expect them to blow the doors off of them. This game has 21-3 at halftime written all over it. I Again, typically, I don't love betting road favorites. I really don't love betting 
road, big road favorites. I will make the exception here. You have maybe the worst team in the AFC starting a decrepit old quarterback who has no business being a week one starter in 2022 against a Baltimore team that is going to be outstanding. Baltimore minus seven. All right, last game. Remember how I said there were four games I liked? Those were the four. I have my least level of confidence on this game because of the half point. Miami minus three and a half at home against New England is the pick. I don't love laying more than a field goal with a rookie head coach and Tua Tagovailoa as the quarterback against Bill Belichick. I have I have images of a Tua fumble or pick getting returned for a touchdown, dancing in my head and getting screwed here. However, I do not think the Patriots offense can score more than 13 points. I don't. So if there's not a defensive or special team touchdown, do I think Miami can get to 17? I do. I, Because of my commitment to the audience, I will bet all five of these games. And I'll bet them all for equal amounts because that's how we're going to do it throughout the year. One unit on each of these. Um, But Miami is the one I'm... It, it, at three, I like it. At three and a half... I don't love it as much as I love the other ones, but it's our final pick. It's a fade the Patriots season on this show. So you really want to start off for a new betting show, betting against Bill Belichick and betting on Baker Mayfield. I feel like that's not such a such a hot start. All right, well, let's see. Bursting out of the gate right okay, now. Okay, well, you know what? Let's see. And Bill Belichick's also won 73% of his games coached by other coaches named Mike. So okay. 73% That's screwed almost already. That's as dumb as Wilds' stat on the TV show that Bill Belichick is undefeated in his career against rookie coaches making their coaching debut and that undefeated is 1-0. <laughs> uh, it sounds good, but it's it's one game. 33-12, and 12 actually. He's coached 45 games against dudes named Mike. Tomlin. This is Mike Tomlin, yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't coached 45 games against Mike Tomlin. He's he obviously not max the only Mike. I do not believe he's 33-12 and 12 against coaches named Mike. Okay. Well, who, who gave you that stat? Matt. 33-12, <laughs> Matt? Hold yep. on. 33-12. Is that real? Uh, now we're off the rails a bit. 33-12. Okay. Hold on a second. He has 321 career wins. So you're saying 10%? Or against a guy named Mike. Of his career wins are against coaches named Mike? Mike Shanahan. All right, that's a lot of games against Mike Shanahan. Mike Vrabel. Mike Smith. Mike Malarkey. All right, I buy it, I guess. Yeah. Seems like a big number. Seems like a big number. The guy wins a lot of games, man. Uh, no, that's a fair point. I mean, he does win a lot of games. Uh, but Mike Pettin, I thought I said Mike Shula, but okay, all right, I give it to him. Wow, so good you job. Are, you... Doesn't change my opinion. Can we throw up the full screen of my five picks again, please? <laughs> five picks: Rams plus two and a half, Jacksonville plus two and a half, Carolina minus one and a half, Baltimore minus seven. Miami minus three and a half, even though I don't love it as much as I love the others. There's our five picks. Coming up next, I will give you my lock, which will I do every single week. 
And if we're doing any teasers or parlays this week, any exotics, we'll give you those. And then DeMonte says he has a bit for me at the end, which I'm sure will be a barrel of laughs. That's all next. We wrap up week one NFL gambling show. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back in. Time now for the lock of the week. I didn't even mention this. I will give you one survivor pool pick each week. Dewan, do you know what survivor pool is? Uh, no. Okay. So this, you know what? I got you're in one. I got one for you. Okay. Survivor pools are very. It sounds very simple, but and they're incredibly fun. All you have to do every single week is pick one team to win. No point spread. That's the entirety of it. You have to pick one winner. The wrinkle is you can only pick a team once all season. So you got to, when you make your pick, think, am I going to want to, is there going to be a better opportunity to use this team later in the year? And whoever's the last person standing wins the pool. Whoever, you know, if you get it wrong once, you're out. And if you, So they have to keep winning consecutive games. No, 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 no. Each week you pick a different team. Oh, okay. But this the is, point okay, is, is like, Let's say uh, there's a jug. Let's say you, not you, but someone believes the Bills, like a lot of you do, are a juggernaut. You can't pick the Bills every single week. You can only pick a team once all year. So the the wrinkle to it is like you want to find a spot where there's a mediocre team, usually at home, against an awful team. Pick them, right? Use them there. Save the great save the teams, good teams for whatever. Right. The other, it all. The other strategy of survivor pools is this: How big is your pool? So I'm in a pool that is has. I'll say it. I don't care. Over ten thousand people in it. Okay. The the payout is for you life changing. For me, be nice. Uh, <laughs> but the in a pool that size, there's a strategy of you actually don't want to pick the the you know the huge favorite Colts hosting the 
Texans, you know, later in the year, the 11 point favorites. That's always my strategy in giant pools, because the only way that a giant pool is going to get end up with just one winner and not it being split a hundred different ways because a hundred people want it is if one of those, a few of those giant favorites lose. So you want to avoid the teams that you th- in a giant pool that 30% of the pool's going to happen. You know what I mean? That way you can be root, and it's more fun to root for those upsets and right. you're, you're alive. In a small pool, you don't do any of that. You just try to survive in advance. Um, so we'll do all that. Okay. Lock of the week's very simple, and it's actually also my survivor pick. I'm, it, I really believe the Ravens are going to be awesome this year. I also really... Why is that still the picture of me? Fox still uses that picture of me when I was slightly overweight and bald head. Slightly overweight. Yeah. uh, It was just a terrible picture of me. Great picture of Demonze. Yeah. But week one, we're all in on fading Flacco. Okay. Our lock is Baltimore minus seven. Our survivor pick is Baltimore against the Jets. You don't love picking road teams in Survivor, but there is no home team. What is the biggest... I'm looking right now. Who's the biggest home favorite this week? I think it's Cincinnati. My There's no home team favored by more than a touchdown. So it's Cincinnati. And I don't love... Have, I'm certainly not betting Cincinnati in the survivor pool. Because I think Pittsburgh, there's a chance they win that game. So Baltimore's our survivor pick. Baltimore's our lock of the week. That, so we're going to... All year long, we're going to keep the standings of the five games we pick and the standings of the lock of the week. We also, some weeks, are going to do teasers and, and parlays. Those are called exotics. You know, stringing bets together for massive payouts. This is the type of thing you would like to do. Week one, America, we're not doing any. We're getting off. The, you know what? We're starting the season. We're, we're protecting our bankroll. We are. We don't love any of the teasers. They all feel like traps. There's no long shot parlay we like to do. So I know it's kind of anticlimactic. No teaser, no parlay this week. We You can't force it, guys. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. No teaser, no parlay this week. So that's for this week. Lock of the week, Baltimore minus seven. Survivor pick Baltimore over the Jets. We're fading Flacco as much as we can. All right, now what's this silly bit you have? Um. So this is the offer. The offer? Yes, I will present Like you. the param... Oh! Oh, oh dude, What? That's a cool Photoshop. That is pretty sick. All right, Whoever hold on, hold on. Can I embarrass you real quick? What the, what it's about mean? movie knowledge. It's not about anything else. I've never seen The Godfather. Oh, but you knew that was from The Godfather. Yeah, I did. Because Matt told you. No, because I, I you played the video game. Oh, that was a great video game. <laughs> yeah. I That was a video game I think I bought for myself. Yeah. And you ended up playing. 100%. Can we I'm download a, that PlayStation for PS5? 3. I have not enough space. Oh, yeah. Sidebar before Demonte gets the offer. I bought a PS5 at a goddamn bodega for a thousand dollars. I bought it. I knew, yo, I knew one terabyte. Like a terabyte sounds like a lot. I I just wanted a few games on it. I then go out of town. I come back. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna sit down and play a few video games on vacation from the show. All my games have been deleted. Oh, that's all deleted. Not true. And it's all of a sudden it, it, we've got we got a third of the of the space on this 
is, do you know, I found this. I don't even think you've meant to do it. Do you know how much space you're taking up? Are you about to say my clips? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not even just games. It's not like, oh, DeMonte's downloaded a bunch of games for the PlayStation. There is some. Because, go ahead. And by the way, once again, go back to an archived one of the original What's Right, one of our favorite clips, is back when you could just play a game by playing a game. You didn't have to yeah. download it, put the disc in, and it plays. The thing is a better time. Set that aside. But I'm like, why? How on earth is all this space taken up? And it's because DeMonze's got a goddamn highlight reel. Of <laughs> one of these videos, DeMonze, is 14 minutes long. I mean, that's just how much I'm kicking ass, dude. Like, he has, he has, it's like a huddle, a <laughs> server of Call of Duty murders. And hey, so he's, uh, that's why I can't download or even keep the games I'll, I've downloaded. I'll start taking off some of the mediocre clips. I, I almost erased all of them. <laughs> Because I thought it was, I was like, oh, he didn't mean to do this. Like, he accidentally clicked this. But then when you clicked on it, you no, went watching it, you're like, oh, wow. I didn't wow, do it. I was just like, you know what? Insane. You know what? I don't want Demonze to come up and be like, did you erase the videos? Like, and this is how it would go. I'd be like, yeah, I did. I'd be like, all right, man. Like, why? What's wrong? And I just, in my head, I was like, no, I was... I was going to submit them <laughs> in like a contest and I was going to be like, oh man, I screwed him. Like this is going to be, I really thought it was possible. Personal use, but um, okay, I, all right. Like, oh, okay. All right. So what's the offer? My offer. I love that graphic. Once yeah. again, uh, all starting quarterbacks over the age of 37, Brady, Flacco, Rogers, and Ryan to have a rushing touchdown. A rushing touchdown? Yes. Which is crazy. And uh, but when this... you look at the odds, hold on. Well, so I want to be clear on this. Are you guys just making these up, or is this an actionable yeah. wager you can make? Um, it might. It, like, is this a real? Are the odds real? It might be actually. Yes. Um. Yeah. Th th those are actually on Fox Bet. Okay. So you, this you can is, do them are, on Fox Bet. Okay. So there's a real bet. It's yes. not something make. It's just, but it's random. Like, it's, no, I get that. I, I'm not saying did you bet it. I'm saying you didn't just make up the numbers. Right. What are the odds? That those four quarterbacks, Brady, Flacco, Rodgers, Ryan, all for, have a rushing touchdown. For those for those four, you bet a hundred, you win seven hundred and fifty about about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There but, it's plus seven hundred and fifty thousand? Yes. With hundred. Not enough. Go ahead. Not enough. Not enough. Okay. Uh with only Rodgers and Brady, you bet a hundred, you get about fifty five hundred bucks. So it's plus fifty five hundred there. Yeah. I don't hate the Rodgers and Brady one. Okay. I despise the other one. Even not at, believing in Flacco like that. No, it's just the odds that all four of them do it are almost. It's folks. There's gonna be like ah, but it pays out. Take this as the final. I'm not gonna take any of these bets, by the way. <laughs> okay. But sweet. The, take this as the final lesson of the first What's Right show. Losing bets pay zero. Just remind yourself that before you type in the, hey, here this 30 cents can turn into $600,000. There's a reason. Because losing bets pay zero. All right, cool, Vegas. You got 30 cents. Whoop-de-doo. Okay. I'm just telling you, losing bets pay zero. And that plus plus $750,000 that the four oldest quarterbacks in the league are going to get rushing touchdowns. Hey, man. By that logic, though, mm -hmm. losing bets pay nothing. But 
if I just keep keep playing these small one-off bets week by week by week by week, when it finally does pay off, it paid off, and I I got I got a profit. Yeah, or it never pays off and you lost. But it's gonna pay off. It's bound to pay off one time. A seven hundred fifty thousand. Okay, I just want you to understand that. That is the odds of. That, I get it. It's it, they're very slim. Seventy five hundred to one. So when you say it's bound to pay off, <laughs> seventy five hundred to one is bound to pay off. Like the odds are in your favor that it happens at least once. Once you do it more than three thousand times. So that's why. Okay, listen. I don't want to end the show on a down note. I have to go do television, folks. Gamble safely. Don't bet any amount you can't afford to lose. This is supposed to enhance the enjoyment of the games, not give you nightmares at night, not keep you up at night. I'd say that for someone from a lot of experience with a lot of gambling highs and a lot of gambling lows. I'm just trying to get my new apartment in Los Angeles is all. I'm okay. trying to think of the best way to do it. I feel like this is definitely a nice get, get rich quick scheme that'll definitely pay out after maybe like week four. Okay. Well, you know, th- there is a part of Demonze's ability throughout life to just kind of dance through the raindrops that I could see him being the guy who it's like, hey, second bet of my life, paid 80 to one and hit it. <laughs> I could see that. I also thought the apartment in Los Angeles was already paid for with the 10 thousand dollars you won for me that you swore <laughs> was being put away but maybe... i got the shades the cartier sunglasses that were in the graphic okay cartier oh. Car- okay let's just end cartier. it on, on demonze spending his apartment money my fox bet account spending his apartment money on designer sunglasses that he pronounced cartier let's just end i did not just say cartier what did you say i said cartier Check the tape. Uh, listen, I know we got a quick turnaround on this. If we could just end the show with Demonze's solo pronunciation of that, that would be wonderful. I got the shades, the Cartier sunglasses, the Cartier sunglasses, the Cartier The Cartier sunglasses. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. I'll see you on TV on Monday. Good luck this weekend. Hey, thanks for watching. Smash or just lightly tap that subscribe button. It all works the same. To get more from the show, and make sure you click why you wanted to mash the bell too, guys, or just you know, lightly tap the bell to get notified every time new content drops. Check out full episodes of What's Right wherever you get your podcasts, or just hit the link in the description below.